reminded of selves that we can curse on this so that we can just let the channels flow. <laughs> I guess that's my introduction for this <laughs> podcast. I never know how to welcome you to the Holy Culture, so welcome you've arrived. Um, I'm the one who claims to be the Holy Culturist. My given name is Stephanie Rachel Gutenplan, and I'm the artist known as Pookie as well. And um, I currently have Diam, which I just learned how to say his name correctly, um, with me to just channel and riff together. And I was actually like washing my face prior to this meeting. And I was like, how am I going to say how I met him? And I was like, I think it was the demand of his brother being like, you must talk to this woman. And I think that's just was like the initiation of us being like, oh, cool. We're supposed to be friends the whole time. And, uh, and so, um, I have been really excited to bring you on here one because, uh, I find your wisdom grandiose and juicy and two, there's something that feels like we've walked parallel lines in this magical adventure called life um, in some really cool ways. So I, I just want to dive in with you and I just have to point out the obvious masculine and feminine embodiments that we are and the skin that we are. Um, yet it feels like a really cool energetic energy of like wholeness and like sovereignty and respect and... Uh, it's it's like deep in like family tribe like and that just feels real fucking good. Um, uh. So I really I honor that. And uh, previous to us starting this, me pressing record, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question that feels grandiose and put you in the spot, and it turned into that's a really shitty question. So I'm just not gonna ask <laughs> the original question at all, or even note it or say what it was, but rather. Um, Yes. To have, to have Diam introduce himself, I'm just going to, like, if we were to, and I invite everyone to really think about this, I think it's actually really rad to think about, but um, knowing that, it, you know, he's been all over and has experienced a lot, you know, trying to articulate who we are, where we come from, what we come with can feel, um, has a lot of shit in it, you know, so I asked if you were to personify every mentor or articulate the wisdom or, you know, share from a place of just listening to all the mentors that are even just present right here. I'm sure if I were to ask you tomorrow, your question would be, or your answer would be completely different. But um, if you were to just uh, um, introduce yourself however you wish and also share the mentor personified from all of the roots and places you've been and people you've heard from and places you've learned from. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, my name is Diam or Diam Wesk, and the the knowledge or connection or aspects that I was given from mentors come from a uh, what I would call shamans. But for instance, my first mentor who I met, I lived with for uh, five years in Native American traditions. And he specifically told me every time, never call me a mentor, never call me a guru, never call me a master, never call me any of those words. And now he passed away. And now I feel so bad every time. I'm like, yeah, my first mentor. I'm like, damn it. Uh, I don't know how to refer to you in society. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that, that's interesting. But what was amazing about that experience, he was uh, personifying him. He is the, the most amazing 
embodiment of a human in the current construct of reality in my, from what I experienced, he was incredible, um, on all aspects, uh, spiritual, like the most spiritually knowledgeable person I've ever experienced while at the same time being a, uh, a lawyer and one of the most highest lawyers in the world as well. And also being a doctor. So he had the full realm of civilization of, of white men of also native americans he was also inducted into the religious uh catholicism and as a bishop and like he he did all the things in society um to get a full working knowledge of how the current world works while also being extremely well trained and of the highest degree in native american um mysticism tradition shamanism whatever whatever you want to call it um and so that was an incredible experience and that has led me down the path until i'm here um but the most important thing that was given to me through that was not the seeds of of or the the factual knowledge or or little bits of how the universe works um he had this incredible gift to train people without them knowing that they're being trained he was like mr miyagi on steroids uh, with multi-dimensional mindset and uh so he'd give you a job and you'd do it and it would be incredible and you it would just fit your your vibe for a while and then all of a sudden you come out of it and you're like wow i learned all these things and he's like oh yeah it's great you learned those things <laughs> but um yeah and then he would just place people around and, and make sure that they're in the perfect environment for them to grow and give them exactly what they needed along the way to get the result that he knows they need to grow as, as a human, which it was marvelous to, I didn't know that at the time, but looking back on it, I'm like, wow, what a master, um, which I'm also not supposed to tell him, but <laughs> what a, what a badass. And, uh, the, what he really gave to me though, is these specific seeds. So there's, uh, the universe works in a certain way and, uh, it's a complete systematic construct. And the, uh, there's fundamental seeds at the very bottom of this understanding that if you have those seeds in the current, like a certain sequence of order of learning and embodying them, then you get given these keys, basically. They're not just seeds, they're keys. And these keys then open you up to the universe in a way where the universe realizes you have those keys. And then you can now start learning from the universe by yourself rather than having to have mentors all the time. And uh, mentors are there to help and add to and, and, and like gift you things that you can't see with your own limited vision because you're still only learning from the universe in, in the spaces that you can see as you grow. Um, but yeah, then those keys were incredible. And uh, I didn't realize that until the end of the time that that's what he did. And I was like, wow, thank you so much for that incredible gift. Cause he could have just told me a bunch of things and give me a bunch of knowledge, but instead he spent his entire time making sure that I could ground in these specific seeds that are keys that, uh, would empower the forever future of my life. And then that has led me down a path of meeting other, um, spiritual beings and people. And now 
more higher shamans of great crazy capacities and um the whole time learning from the universe and learning how to figure out how to embody that and follow it and understand it and see it and uh so anything that i bring forth is coming from that fundamental space of universal knowledge or channeling spirits or channeling entities whatever people want to call it but it's just energy and you channel that and you can learn through that mode as well so it's either channeling or universal knowledge from vision and source Mm. when you articulated like the seven keys and i started seeing it and how it was like growing and how it could be moved and you know i would imagine that the keys are like crafted as someone you know they're crafting their own key right it's not like they have to integrate the universal truth so that process and i i imagined like did was it known that there were seven keys or did you just create that whole entire organism because every single time i talk to you you're able to figure out how the whole organism like that's your mind right like that Mm. that's your mind yes yeah Okay, I, mean, I just I wanted to make sure, like, that's not in a book, that's your mind. I oh, just wanted, yeah, no. okay, great. I wanted to point that out because I don't think that's known. Like, they're going to be like, the seven keys, you know, like, I was about to Google, tell me them, and I want the keys. Yeah. Like, that automatically was like, I have a pocket full, like, I have a bag. I can put seven keys in here. What are they? You know, so it's, it's yeah. funny, like, just need to point out that that's like the magnificence of how your mind works. Every single time I speak to, to you it's like this whole like well let me tell you how the system works between these two people working together like that like you have like this organization of like making it so that logistically it goes to who you just said the mentor was who like is able to be in this logistic society structure thing that we're forced into and how to Mm -hmm. expand that and maybe question and challenge or just be like hey this is a whole new system that also can encompass what you think the society needs with a little bit of risk in it, right? Like you're able to say right. it in a way that like can have, um, you you said the white man, right? Like to have white man be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'd be open to doing that. That's like real soulpreneurship. So I just wanted to mm. like point that out. That feels really epic. Um, he's a contributor of the Holy School and um, we just kind of like, have i think we've now known of each other's existence and have spoken on the phone it's been a month now i think maybe something like that something like that so we've just begun our collaboration so i i see all the things happening as i've built the holy school and i'm in i'm into the organization structure how can we have all these things work and sustainability and solid foundation equity and like all of that and um i feel like our interests of building community is very similar so i'm excited to collaborate the two of us together yeah absolutely i mean community that's for me the the biggest thing necessary for humans to grow and to continue being or becoming which becoming is an interesting word it's just getting more into being Mm -hmm. and um to do that to facilitate that for people the most important thing that is needed is space Uh, people need spatial freedom space as um, translated into time time is just a measurement of space that has been invented so it's it's not a real thing it's just space and uh, so 
needing more time, needing more, uh, needing actual space for your vibratory being to exist, for you to express yourself, for you to understand who you are, for you to have room to be. Um, also space as in freedom of, of uh, structure, of, of uh, financial obligations, of other things. Like the more space someone can be given to be themselves, allows them to go deeper down the journey of being and becoming more of who they are. And so definitely feel like providing space for people is uh, one of the absolute necessities during this current space that we're in. Do you remember, and I don't think it's ever like the first or more, most important or whatever, maybe it's just whatever moment that arises in this moment, um of you stepping into the becoming like in a in a way that felt like it expanded like there was no turning back like it was almost like a line of demarcation of like i have now stepped more in my being that i can't like there is no return of that Mm. um yeah i mean i feel like that continues happening on such a deeper level of integration in every tier that i you know, get to, it just happens again and again. It's like, oh, well, there's no going back now. Um, and, you know what's the f- supportive in you leaning forward into that? Like sometimes it's space, sometimes it's comfort, sometimes it's like people, you know, like what what has you continue to lean in? What what feels like the, uh, the fuel, I guess, to continue to leave? behind yeah um my i guess i've been uh lucky with that but i I, i've meet i meet a decent amount of people who say the same thing so i feel like there's a there's a commonality of goals for for some where it is a my deepest goal and passion and interest is growth and um in a healthy way not to just like discard the flow of the universe and mm-hmm. become a growth junkie and do everything I can to just grow, 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 grow. But like actually harmonizing everything into action for the intention of growing. Um, when I was younger, I, for some reason, got really attracted to human potential and realized like humans have a crazy amount of potential that nobody knows about, that nobody follows. And the biggest potential we have that's been displayed is like, uh, Buddha or Jesus or like these crazy uh, spiritual religious people and miracles and all that stuff and magic and everything. And I, I was always really interested to understand what a human can actually do. And uh, so in order to get towards that, I fell into deciding that I wanted to grow. And every time I get to one of these new spaces, which actually is just happening uh, now during this cancer season as the last week two weeks have been an amazing ride and the next week is going to be absolutely interesting as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, going through that and understanding like, well, what I want to do is I want to grow. And, uh, if I stay where I'm at, I'm going to hit, I mean, I'm super content. I'm, but contentment is a, is not a, is not a goal. Contentment is a, a space of, uh, what's the word stationary existence you know you stay with where you're at because you're content and the second you hit contentment and you realize that you're it should be like oh fuck uh game right like yeah as soon as there's a settling into contentment it's just like the awareness and presence of everything that used to really matter 
just is like poofed. It's like we don't we don't have our finger on the pulse of things, so things right. begin to slip, and it's always interesting. I yeah, I'm like I yeah. need to up my game. I need a goal. I need intention. I need something. Yeah, there's. Mm. <clears throat> I asked that question because <clears throat> we're in that time right now where everyone's in deep manifestation mode, and I also know that there's going to be like I also feel the burnout, and I also feel that shit that's not working but i'm trying and i mm -hmm. can feel the breaking away of fine i'm just not i'm you know like the everyone i guess i can't do it like everyone had the hope and the opening and you know like a mm. world especially right now add on all of the planets and everything else that's going on like we're going <laughs> through this huge thing you know and right. and and so easily i see people like go oh and it's like that i'm not enough or this is impossible mm. or and mm. like, I'm just one person or, you know, whatever, like there's very easy and I have it myself and, and I, and I'm working through that right now of just like, you know, be doing all of this and continuing to come back to like, I'm going to keep going. If I'm not fucking up and if I'm not breaking down and if I'm not getting frustrated that I'm probably not playing hard enough, but there yeah. needs to be a point of me being really frustrated and maybe raging out or crying or whatever. And then, be, okay, great. What am I committed to? Why is this important to me? Like coming back to that space, um, has been interesting to be like, what support do I need to continue to lean in? Because we're all elevating so quickly right now and everything's right. opening, like the doors are now wide open and we're all like coming out of these hermit holes, you know, and learning mm. how to share space together. And what when we give each other space, we can step into freedom. And at the same time, we're all like trying to figure out how to do that without hurting one another. <laughs> right, which is super tricky and amazing. Or controlling this opening or whatever mm -hmm. our thing is about this shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and like touching on that again, I think like uh, growth is my fuel for that, but the and it's a reminder to be like, oh yeah, lean in. But the support system that you re reference is these keys that were like they allow that lean in to happen without really like there's no, it, the keys get rid of fear and the keys get rid of illusion. And so they're like simple fundamental things like the fact that time doesn't exist. Like if you really integrate time not existing into your full being, into all parts of your consciousness and you absolutely fully understand and know, not in theory, but in absolute practicality in every part of your being that time does not exist, it totally changes your your life, your perspective, your interaction with every single bit of anything that we do in this world at the moment. So that is a supremely fundamental key that extravagantly, incredibly changes every aspect of life. And that's just one of them. And there's like, there's multiple that when you have those, then it's like, you know, then things don't matter as much. They're not well, even just that one key of time doesn't it, like, okay, time does not exist. Okay. So when I think about that, I think about my freak out earlier, um, just today of, you know, me being in reaction of trying to control time and like, yeah. feeling like I didn't have enough time. So there was scarcity and control and like needing to look good and get all my shit done and being prepared and all of my shit wrapped into something that doesn't even exist. It, and, right. and, and so it's like that one thing is actually a breakthrough if we actually sit with that and like, how can I let go of time today? And know that this moment is perfect, right? Like if time right. doesn't exist, then we must redefine what time is for us. And if time is mm. current moment, then like, 
cool, if I'm declaring time, I only have this moment. What is right now? What am I going to do right now? And then we get to choose yeah. our actions based off of that and our intention. Then it's not, what time is it? Cool, I need to do this. If we're really aligned and on contract with whatever our soul's up to, I think we'll be on time to everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely divine orchestration at play. And, and when we take that time and just redefine it to space, because that's what it is, we're, it's like what we can do is we can, we're in a space, you and I could meet somewhere, and what time is, is it is a destination. It is a space. So we're meeting, let's say, at the public park, and we're meeting at 1 p.m., but 1 p.m. just means that that's the current constellational aspect or rotation of an orientation of the planets, the sun, and the earth. Like, so that's still a space. We're meeting in a three-dimensional space, and it's a coordinate based on location and based on time. Yeah. So all we're doing is we're talking about space and we're making sure we share the space so that we can get to the space that we need to be for the space. And, and so as long as we decide that all time is now referenced as space for us, then it becomes totally different and interesting and self, you're just like, whoa, now I'm learning all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah. And if you were to settle into the space without time, what would the experience be in that space? Yeah, right. And then it becomes to talking about like dimensions, right? So you're getting into this space, you create, you allow space to happen because space, so another fundamental thing, like words mean all kinds of stuff. Vowels mean things, consonant means things, sounds, vibrations, everything is, it has a meaning. So when you say space, space is spirit. They share the same seam. Um, and the spirit and space, the letter I is the essence of something. Mm. So when you see the letter I in words, it's referring to the essence of that. And it connects to the seams, right? So then the seam of spirit is the essence of essence, basically. And then when you have space, since they share the same seam, it has an A. And the A means action. So wow. now you have what space is, is just spirit in action. And it's a freaking amazing phrase to meditate on because when we look around, we have this pillar, we have this wood thing, we have all of these space, places, things, but they're held here because their vibra vibrational field is slow enough to be physical matter but that physical matter is still a vibratory sequence that is embodied, that is energy embodied there. It is a spirit. It is the essence of, of something. And it is in action because it is in the physical world. So to create space is just to organize spirit. And that then, so then you're always in this spiritual space because that's what space is. So then, yeah, you can combine that with dimensions. You combine that with energy. You combine that with all the stuff. And it's just like, whoa. You can combine it with embodiment. Like you are. Yes. Just time and space just personified. In yep. expression. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was writing things down because as you're doing that, I, I work with clients and um, a lot of what I do is art, help support them in articulating 
in words, words and language and logos and brand and colors. Ooh, like, yeah, yeah. Services. Because Absolutely. Just like the same question, like, who are you? What do you do? You know, like, what can we expect from you? Let me hear your vibe in actual English language, even though you probably <laughs> want to speak in tongues and play a song and make some movement, right? Like, this is who right. I am, right? Like, I don't know. And yes. so I, that's what I do with people. And she's been sending me Hebrew recently and, and I, mm. um, the mystic Jew in me has just been so into it. And I've been reading all of this, you know, I've been taking some deep dives, um, into a bunch of literature right now and, and, and taking notes, you know, and, uh, and when you said that the I being essence and the A being action, when we actually, mm -hmm. look at the, like, when we look at ancient texts and like, Ooh, yeah all of that stuff. I just got really curious because she's been doing the Hebrew alphabet and she just sends me pictures of them beautifully articulated. Like she's drawing them and connecting Ooh, with wow. them and meditating with them. And, um, you know, it's, it's like something to think about. Like that's some really powerful symbolism when we really think about what words Absolutely. are made of and how they're made and spelled and going back to the roots of language, these, these ancient scriptures. Um, I just get really interested in, what we're actually looking at when we're reading things yeah completely yeah the fact that it is all vibration it's just like whoa and then the symbolism the symbolism like the symbols mean something it's funny we take everything for granted we're like someone made that yeah that's great it's like well, no, someone made that someone for a reason. That. <laughs> like like it has reason behind it it has meaning and we're just like yeah it's a fucking a right <laughs> 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 there's something when i did a i did a podcast and it was like a car rant and it was all about like we just need to learn it was after you know my a deep reaction of mine i do deep reactions and then get all this medicine i'm like i have something to say like after yeah. I get back to neutrality i have to go full to wounded child and then straight to bitch but then i come back you know like okay. <laughs> i'm getting a little bit quicker at the flip-flop but um mm. but when i come to actually do it, it was like a car rant and i was like I need you to go ask everyone in your life, what do you need to be cared for? Like, how do you experience care? What do you need from me? Can I meet these commitments? To have that conversation, this is what I need. Can you meet me? Cool. How are we going to know that we care about it? Let's have actual, like, let's have this all be transparent so that, like, we both know and can feel that and, like, are doing acts mm -hmm. that really have, that really nourish that belief. And it's, like, a daily practice so that we actually, like, are supporting each other and healing the fact that we constantly distrust that we care about one another. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. Constantly distrust that we care about one another. I mean, it's crazy. So it's on one of those rants and doing all of that. And then when we come here and do this, it's like if time and space is the thing and all, you know, we let go and we settle in and we see how everything here is for us and like has been divinely orchestrated for us how would we just even treat one another in these spaces? Because mm. how much can we let go of? How much can we drop? How much control can we let go of? How much looking good or meaning to be a certain way or what being righteous, whatever it is. Imagine. Yeah. Oh man, it's so interesting, especially with vision. It's like um, one of the things that I've been given is being able to see people um, and like very deeply see the bright and shininess, the, the gift that they are, like their potential and what they can be. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, see all of the things that are shrouding that from happening and what blocks are there and like what 
keeps that person where they're at. And then it's like, Oh man, like you have, you have this amazingness that could be let out, but we'd have to like get rid of all these barriers and talk about this and get rid of, you know, fear and time and age and looks and things and all this stuff. And, and it's like, yeah, you want to do that? And they're like, yeah, you know, no. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I'm then quite comfortable this... with all my shit. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Oh, and it's, oh, it took well, me the a, a same while. thing goes. Yeah. When I coach, I coach coaches. All right. I've lived many lives, whatever. At one point I was coaching coaches. And one of the things I would always say is like, you, you know, you see the golden child, right? You see, you know who they are. Like the mm. most magnificent, like you are in awe of, they bring you to the, your knees. You've witnessed that in each of these people. All of them are like in tears at this point saying, yes, I'm like, cool. You only get to coach to that person so that they continue to rise up and like, and like love the shit out of all of the stuff that brings them down. We don't make them wrong for it. And you believe that hard and you like show up with them in that way. So you're constantly just embodying and believing in them anyways. And I'm so bad at doing that mm. people that have triggered me because I'll go in and assume and they're going to go be a dick, you know, like I'll be like, here hey. we go again another time. Hey. Like, they're going to go do this, they're going to do that. And I'm coming in with all my own shit and I'm not seeing them in their purity, which means I'm not seeing mm. myself in my purity. It's just like mm. a projection of all of these things and all of the things that I'm upset about, about them doesn't even have to do with them. It's so deeply rooted in other faces, places, experiences, all of that. And some other yeah. space that doesn't exist in this moment. <laughs> right. Oh man, exactly. And like when you put in spirit, like, and get rid of ego and realize that like, we are beings that channel energy and that energy comes from entities or spirit or freaking quantum physics, whatever the hell you want to talk about prana, all the things. Um, we are actually channeling at any time we talk it's not us we don't have the ability to speak we as a we have a space that we like take care of and we embody we allow different spirits to embody that or, or we get taken over by them if we're not good at figuring that shit out and that channels through and like when that's channeling through it's like yeah okay this is great this is awesome and you meet people who who have these golden spirits in them and you're like oh man you have access to this one and this one because there's not that many i mean there's there's a, there's a lot but you can start to identify them in other people and it's like oh that person reminds me of this person and this person mm -hmm. reminds me of that person it's because they share Either energetic cool. yeah and and with that it's like oh my god you have one that i really like Hey, we should talk. We should like, and then it's, you get excited and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then they're, you like quickly hit barriers and you're like, oh shit. Uh, um, well, you want to get past that? And they're like, no, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, damn it. I wanted to hang out with that one. And like, now I only get to hang out with these ones. And it's like, oh, yeah. So anyways, it gets, <laughs> sometimes it's a little bit like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting thing to be like, wait, but I'm ready. Aren't you ready? I have this one friend. And uh, he's amazing. He's his birthday mm. yesterday. And uh, oh, congratulations! Happy birthday! I'm gonna ask his permission. I'm reminding myself. I'll write it down in my hand. Chad Close, I'm putting your name on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Close, happy belated birthday! You are amazing, and I love you. And 
we uh we have uh we met originally in a facilitation like year-long development and it was one of those people it's kind of like you where it was like oh i feel like we have the same belly button like we're walking the same mm. path like there's some sort of zip line system in my head where it's like we're <laughs> weave similar just walking different lines in different places at different times but we're kind of like i don't know mm. similar feels or something and yeah, um, yeah. and so um, I wound up moving to the little town that he was in and we would, I mean, we've, we, I mean, we've both been brother and sister and, you know, friends and, um, all of the things we've morphed our relationship in, um, plenty of different ways because we just felt so inclined to like be with each other. Right. And in yeah. that, there's also this deep healer in both of us. So there's, I would be in this deep place of like, almost hitting this raging reaction of like the littlest version of me and he mm. would get so excited that it was like a kid in the candy store because he was just so excited for me to break through and i was like fuck oh. you is what it would turn into like to chat instead of like yes. he was so excited that it almost like i'd be like I, I don't need a kid in the candy shop right now you know like this is really hard and he's just so yeah. excited for me but it was like the light worker and i was like be a shadow worker i wanted him to cry with me i wanted him to <laughs> hurt yeah. with me you know so it's like this weird dialect of um what it means you know what it means to really care for people and know and see and be like fuck like yes if only you knew how godly you are right and i'm always <laughs> like I, i'm sure yes. there's so many like there's so many black spots of my own where everyone's doing like doesn't she know and i'm over here like no i'm not ready for that one yet no i'm just gonna work <laughs> with this one right here <laughs> yes oh man oh that's so good absolutely um, i want to i wanted to i had an idea okay, okay so if we were to simplify all of this down if we were to put it into a bowl and come up with a simmering sauce of something Ooh. that feels really simple for people to mm. either ask themselves a question or reflect on or an action when with another person because it feels like we talked a lot about self but there was also a lot about other and it feels mm -hmm. like time and space is definitely in that and i think that first part of the reflection is what is your relationship to it but then i also think like if it didn't exist if we could imagine if you think this is bullshit, if you could imagine that it didn't exist i would i invite you next time you're looking at your watch and about to run out of your life that's something that feels really important um, yes i would invite you to reflect what action you would take differently in that moment if time and space was not something um and and like actually do that action even if you're 10 minutes late to something that might feel really vital um that's my risk to offer is there anything you want to offer or question or anything yeah. else? <laughs> and i'm so my ass is puckered because that's putting my shit on the line too right because i'm always like oh my god <laughs> yeah man i get I, I have something but i get so rage worthy when someone breaks sacred space because they aren't aware that it's sacred space because of time, which is fictional. And I'm like, you mother person, like you're gonna like leave that we, we are like five minutes away. We are five minutes away from getting to the thing that needs to be said at this moment for this to like just change lives. And it's like, oh, I gotta go, I got a meeting. Like what? Like, no, that's not how this works. It is space. 
Oh man. So thank you for saying that. That is so beautiful. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to try. And it's, it's, it's so it, yeah. Oh man. It, it's really difficult to live in, like we have to totally restructure our lives, which is why we are becoming the people we're becoming. And everybody is in that because we have to live within a system that allows that space to exist as space. Um, otherwise we're just running around cutting up all this space because of time and uh, it doesn't work that way. But one thing practical that it's not, it's an invitation. I invite everyone to, uh, to try this out. Someone was asking me yesterday, last night actually about time. And um, they're like, well, how do I, I just want to be on time, but I'm always late. Like, yeah, well, it's because you're trying to be on time. Like you can't be on time. Time, first of all, doesn't exist. And secondly, if you're going to try to be on time, there's a million and one variables that is going to get within your flow to make it your percentage of success to be on time is like three. It's nothing. It's nothing. Like you might be on time a couple times because you know the route really well, or, or maybe it's, you're on time, like by a minute all the time. But the, the second you allow for some variations to happen, you're screwed. So it's so deeply based in intention that even the word try or maybe or should kind of. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Going. And and when you take that and you instead put it into space, it's like you're trying to land in space in a very, very precise place with your movement, which your movement is not even controllable. You're driving on streets, you're in a car that might break, you're in all kinds of stuff. Um, you have your own emotions to deal with. There's so many variables that could change the trajectory of this epic trick shot you're trying to throw to get to this one tiny perfect space of being on time, where in reality, since it is space, show up 30 minutes early, show up, that's your intention is to be 20 minutes early, whatever the time frame is that allows you to have these variables, because it is, it's space. And what, why do you want to show up early is like, people are like, yeah, just show up early. It's like, no, that sucks. No one wants to show up early. But when you, until you get more mature and realize things that maybe you need to not get fired or you want a promotion or whatever your reasons are to be early, but there's a way better reason to be early. And it's because it's space. So if you have intention and you have something that you're trying to fulfill we're trying to do or accomplish showing up to that space early is allowing you to imprint your energetic possibilities on there. You're bringing your space and your spirit and your energy. You're grounding your dimension there. You're making it your space. All of a sudden you're, you're becoming prepared. You're aligning your energies. You have manifestations and projections that are coming through because you're just in the space. You're imagining what's going to happen in 15 minutes when, when the meeting starts or whatever, and you're already preparing everything. And then people who show up, they're like, Oh, you're early. And then they walk into your dimension. You own that domain. Now you're like, yeah, what's up? Welcome to my space. (laughs) To prepare. Like, I think that we, I'm just to articulate because we said time and space does not exist does not mean that you just flow as you wish. It's to set deep intention and to actually be so divinely like guided 
that you are in spaces creating the content. You are creating the space in which you are walking in and which you're inviting people into. You are now a facilitator of current experience. And Absolutely. so to be able to be and to show up and to hold space and whatever that is of soul work, right? Like that's when we really start preparing. When I'm teaching, when I'm doing workshops, like I wake up at 4 a.m. and I do a bath and I meditate and I spend extra time alone and I could sleep mm. next to my husband and, you know, do the lazy thing, go late, just run in there and do the thing. But there's like a deep ritual in caring for the time and space that does not exist. Instead, it's us that's existing. So like mm. if I'm actually going to use my me, the, whatever this is, to like in this thing that we claim time and space and this mechanism of worldly, like I need to deeply prepare. And so... um when people are trying to show up on time, you're walking into someone else's context. Yes. If you are a leader, if you are someone who wants to guide and if you want to initiate change, you must arrive first and you mm -hmm. must set context and you must be one that goes outside of the box and looks for something new because you're so present to what's here that you're not worried about time and space. It doesn't exist when you're not worried about it. First mm. thing to stop doing, stop being anxious about not having enough of it. You'll find more of it, right? So like, yeah. just get more present, then you'll see this is what the space needs. This is what the collective needs. This is what the person sitting next to me needs. This is what I need. Oh shit, you're able to see because you have set the space for it to be safe for people to connect, which is, goes back to the beginning of all the shit. We talked about absolutely. Yes. Okay, so that's your homework, life work, and we're on it too. So it's a game on. Well done. Are there any last words you wish to say to humanity? And it could be in any form. Um, anything? Any last words you want to say to them? Mm, yeah, I mean, I look forward to hearing from anybody who's uh on that growth path and interested in, in harmonics and whatever, like hearing from more people would be amazing because mm -hmm. that's what we're all here for is, is aligning with each other in that same uh, practice or, or trajectory. So um, yeah, and I look forward to doing this more often and talking more with, with everyone. Um, that's an open invitation to anybody. So that's, my, that's what I would say to humanity. Cool. And we'll have all of the contact information of however we figure um, we want to be contacted from this so that you can get a hold of both of us. Mm -hmm. If you're at the Holy School and you're seeing this in the video or wherever you're seeing this, used to mean we're both at the Holy School doing our things there. Um, and I will just end by saying thank you for listening. And it's been a wild ride. I'd be really interested to hear of like any response, feedback, like your offering, your wisdom, your runoff, your rant of what's important here. Like, right? Like whatever yeah. that is, I just, I would love to hear the ripples of, we now have taken the mic and now it's like, we're dropping the mic. Whoever wants to speak next, like go ahead and pick it up. And um, wherever you're seeing this, put it in the comments. Um, if you're drawn to spread it out, spread the word out, you know, like however you feel called to, um, Pick up the mic yourself. Become a holy culturist. It's just really to study humanity and see how can we be whole and how can we be spiritual 
Um, and it could even be lack of spirituality, like atheists, like those who believe in nothing. That's super powerful and a super spiritual act as well. So this isn't like any um, temple or church in particular. This is just the, the mind of what it means to be a spiritual human. So um, come join us and I hope you enjoyed yourself. I don't know if there will be. Do you want to do music for this intro? What are you thinking? Maybe. Okay, if you heard some cool music that wasn't just a drum, that was him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a musician too. And if not, you'll hear the cool drum. And at some point, you should jump the. You should join the holy school because yeah. we're gonna have concerts and stuff. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna press stop recording now. So you guys out there, yep. go be holy. You are loved. Ciao for now.